Welcome to FedScoop's podcast series on IT security in government, underwritten this week by Microsoft. I'm your host, Wyatt Cash, and in this week's episode, we're taking a deeper look at cybersecurity and at the importance of developing risk management and compliance strategies. And we'll look at some practical implications for chief information security officers in communicating those strategies to senior leaders at federal agencies. Here to talk about that today is Aleem Rayani, General Manager uh, for Microsoft Compliance Marketing at Microsoft. Aleem has served in a number of leading product management roles at Microsoft over the past 15 years, notably around information protection, compliance, and risk management. Aleem, thanks so much for joining us and welcome to the program. Thanks, Wyatt. It's great to be here. Well, whenever we talk about cybersecurity in government, the discussion usually revolves around things like securing the edge, moving towards zero trust, or gaining visibility in a multi-cloud environment. But it's easy to skip over the actual work of reducing enterprise risk. So Aleem, let me start by asking, where do you see security converging with areas like compliance and risk management? Yeah, it's a great question, Wyatt. And one of the areas where security and compliance come together is actually in risk management. In fact, you know, we do a lot of research, as many folks do, and our research shows that about three quarters of decision makers around the space of security consider risk management a key responsibility of their job. And so as they address risk management, what we've heard is the need to have a holistic approach across both their security and their compliance needs. So they have a left to right view that they can ensure that their data is secure, it's protected, and it's governed. And let me give you a few examples, in fact, three examples where I've seen that bode true. The first is really practical. It's around the data lifecycle. You want to both protect your data and you want to govern that data. So as an example, if I'm dealing with personally identifiable information, or maybe I'm dealing with very confidential intellectual property like a patent, I want to be able to protect that data from a security perspective with encryption and things like that, But then I also want to be able to make sure that I'm governing that data appropriately with respect to things like regulations, like regulations around privacy, for example, or, you know, regulations that are regional or or local in nature. And so you want to be able to do both of those things together. So that's one area. The second area is around practically how organizations operate and specifically around investigations, because many times an investigation cuts across security and compliance. So let me tell you an example of that. In a scenario where you have an account that's been hit by a phishing attack or a user that's been hit by a phishing attack, correlating that with what sensitive data is flowing on that user's device with signals that might be indicators of insider risk are things you want to be able to put together in the context of an investigation. But then also that may lead to more legal investigations and e-discovery. So that's where you want to bring together, again, security and compliance. And then my third example is just a very practical one where you have regulations that often cross security compliance. So the general data protection regulation in Europe is a great example. There are parts of those requirements that are security based and there are other parts that are very compliance and regulatory based. Well, I appreciate those examples. Let me ask, as you think about those topics, what pain points do you hear most often from your customer conversations? Yeah, so we spend a lot of time listening to customers and what their needs are. And there are three areas that I consistently hear when I've talked with customers across industries, across regions. The first is around preventing data leakage or data loss. You know, as just mentioning, managing and protecting data is critical to every organization. 
and data is growing exponentially. And remote work is making it even harder to manage risks around data. You know, we hear users are creating data, they're sharing data, they're storing data in new ways. And so that becomes a priority. And in fact, in another set of research we did with security and compliance experts, we found that data leakage was the top concern in these remote work and hybrid work scenarios. In fact, about two thirds of them said that. But what was even more shocking was that in the time we're living in now of economic downturn, that same survey found that about 60% of CISOs or chief information security officers are planning to increase security budgets. And in fact, over 80% of them are looking to add security staff. And so the lesson we took from that was that in this time of what I'd call unprecedented challenges, it's super important that we help organizations to be both effective and efficient around protecting their data. So that's one big theme is really around that data. The second theme was around insider risks and mitigating insider risks. Now, many people find that insider risks come in different shapes and sizes. So some of them are more like accidental. So there could be accidental sharing of company information, or there might be the more malicious taking of confidential data, which is sometimes we often read about in the news. But those have always been challenges for organizations. But today in the world we live in with the proliferation of devices, the explosion of data I talked about, they've really made this arguably the most important risk that CISOs face you know, in this day and age. And then if you combine that with the pandemic, you know, remote work, it's really enabling employees to be healthy during this unprecedented time and get work done remotely, but it also increases the distraction employees face. So they have shared home workspaces, they have remote learning for children, by the way, both of which I'm dealing with as well uh, on a personal level. And when we looked at some of the dynamics there and looked at some of the research, the Software Engineering Institute at Carnegie Mellon said that user distractions are actually the cause for many accidental and non-malicious insider risks. Now, if you take the other side of the coin, there's also stressors happening, you know, with the economy and the potential for job loss and people feeling like they're not quite safe when they travel with the virus moving around. Those increased stressors increase the potential for inadvertent or malicious activities to happen. And so that's the second big bucket of things we hear about is insider risks. And then the third is around regulatory compliance. You know, I talked earlier about the challenges with some of the regulations and how they actually intersect with security and compliance. Well, you know, there are more than 200 updates every single day across what is now over a thousand regulatory bodies worldwide. And so it's overwhelming for organizations to keep up to date with the evolving compliance landscape. Now, many customers I talk to, they'll use staff augmentation, they'll hire third parties to do point in time audits. And then they'll have to manually update their IT settings following that audit. So you have this physics problem where regulations are moving faster, they're getting more complex, but yet the audit process is slow and antiquated. So this third challenge, it really makes sense that customers tell us that it's nearly impossible to stay up to date on these regulations and manage the complexity that comes with them. Those are actually some stunning figures, and the physics, as you mentioned, makes that really difficult to keep up. So what advice do you have for CISOs and other organization leaders that they report to to address all these challenges that you mentioned? Yeah, I mean, it can be overwhelming, and that's why I think leveraging some key strategies are important. And this is both for CISOs, but then others that deal with anything related to security compliance or risk management. So I would say three things that are really important. There's lots of them, but I think three things kind of bubble to the top. The first is the power of the cloud. You know, the cloud enables intelligence and scale. You know, Microsoft, as an example, we see more than 8 trillion signals a day. Without the power of the cloud and capabilities like machine learning and having artificial intelligence, 
we could never reason over those signals to identify where the threats lie and prioritize those threats for customers so they can deal with them effectively. So put the intelligence of the cloud to work for you is the first thing I would tell CISOs. The second is thinking deeply about integration. How integrated are your security and risk management solutions and how much work do you have to do to integrate them? Now, this doesn't just mean integrated with each other. So for example, the fact that you can label a document as confidential helps to give more, more high fidelity insider risk alerts, if you will, because you know when a document that is confidential is downloaded, that's different than a document that's not. So that's important, but also integrate with other systems. For example, HR systems, right? So you can get a truly holistic view of security and risk across your organization. And so those integrations, both with each other, but then also with other systems in an easier way is really an important piece to think about. So you can get that left to right view. And then the third piece, I would say almost most important is simplicity. Now that can take on a lot of forms, but at a foundational level, keeping things simple and easy for end users to understand and take the burden off of them can help. And, you know, one thing I deeply believe in is that protecting data and managing risk, they don't have to come at the expense of user productivity. So you want to enable that in a simple way. Now, the same thing on what I would call the operator or the administrator side. The more you can make it easier for people who think about security and risk management to do their jobs, to use their expertise, the better off they are. So the more you can make it easier for a lawyer to leverage machine learning and not having to be a coder or an IT person, but they can you can help them find that relevant data for their investigation, the better off you are. The more you can give a governance officer clear guidance with respect to a regulatory requirement without having to know every IT control, the better off you are. And so the more you can use the power of the cloud, and take a more holistic approach, the more you'll be able to simplify your entire environment. Well, those are a great set of recommendations. I'm afraid we're going to have to leave it there for today. However, Aleem Riani, thanks so much for joining us to talk about the importance of more fully integrating compliance and risk management into federal enterprise security strategies. Thanks, Wyatt. It was great to be here. And as always, I'm happy to join anytime. And thanks, of course, to Microsoft for underwriting today's episode. Look for more of our coverage of IT security in government on fedscoop.com and subscribe to our FedScoop radio channels on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. This is Wyatt Cash, your host. Thanks for tuning in.